Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Lauren Herbertson, Sports Radio 1019 FM, the band WFAN. Welcome to the program. I'm Lori Rubinson talking sports, having fun with you here on... On the fan at 877-337-6666. Producing tonight, Mr. Connor Green. And I will be with you for five hours. Five hours. It's a supersized program, people. Count them. Five hours we have together. And then Marco Belletti comes to you for your overnight at 2 a.m. Uh, let's set the show here. First of all, Mets, by the way, are now up 7-3 to three on Sunday Night Baseball. We'll keep you posted on that one. Because, of course, um, after getting humiliated for <laughs> a couple of days, getting whacked by the Braves, getting spanked by the Braves, now the Mets on Sunday Night Baseball showing a pulse and up 7-3. to three. But, as Yankee fans know, being up 7-3... to three, that doesn't always mean that you're going to win the game. Because here we are, August 13th, two, uh, 2023. And I think we can declare that this afternoon was the time of death of the Yankee season. It's over. Done. Not coming back from this loss on Sunday, the New York Yankees. Not happening. Uh, look, Yankee fans, I hope for your sake, I hope for the sake of the team, I'm wrong. But everything that I've been seeing from this Yankees team and all of the just devastation of the starting pitching staff, um, it was going to be really a tough slog for this team that hasn't won a series in forever, <laughs> um, it was going to be, they've won one, what, one series they won in, in late July, other than that. They just keep losing series after series when they need to not just win series, they need to go the Yankees on one of those winning streaks. Win eight in a row kind of thing. To get back in this thing. But with the starting pitching that they have, how is that possible? When you've lost 
your big free agent pitcher, Carlos Rodon, I, I get it, can come back. He, he threw today. Marith Morakovic had that on the yes post game, uh, pregame. Great. But there's no Rodon. And there's no Nestor Cortez. There's no Domingo Herman. There's no Frankie Montas. And as much as it pains me to say, there is a Luis Severino, but honestly, it, it kind of feels like there's an imposter in his uniform because it doesn't look like him. So basically, the Yankees starting rotation at this point, you know, God bless the Johnny Britos of the world, but the, the, the Yankees rotation at this point is the ace, Garrett Cole, and Clark Schmidt. Both have pitched well. Garrett Cole has been an ace. Can't blame him. Did not have his best stuff on Sunday. And what did he do? He battled. Kept the Yankees in this ballgame without his best stuff. Managed to go six innings. Gave up the two earned runs. Six Ks, 99 pitches. Walks off the mound. Hands the bullpen a lead. Peralta gives up a run. Middleton, good. And then Clay Holmes comes in. And Clay Holmes has been terrific this season. Really has been very good. But he's not perfect. And he fell apart. And some of that was the bad comebacker defense. The error where he threw the ball away to first base. So there's some of that. But mostly the Marlins pieced together some good at-bats. They got a little lucky because baseball is like that. Ground balls that sometimes can turn into double plays can also find their way into spots that turn into hits. But credit the Marlins for making contact, for stringing together some good at-bats, and for walking off this field a winner. 8-7 Eight to seven over the New York Yankees. The Yankees enter the inning seven to three up with Clay Holmes on the mound. You figure they're automatic. They hadn't blown a game up four runs or more in the ninth inning in over a decade. Doesn't happen with the Yankees. But it did on Sunday. And when you only have essentially two starting pitchers left and you have one ace who's pitching like a Cy Young, you have to win. You have to win series. You have to close out games. You better capitalize when you are in last place in your division and when you are trying to make up ground for a wild card. You better win when your ace is on the mound. And to call this, 
a gut punch, a stomach punch. There's no way to sugarcoat this loss for the New York Yankees. It is the worst loss of the season. It's brutal. It's painful. And sometimes, you know, we can all use the cliches and say every game, they all count the same, right? Whether they're in April or, or September, it's all just one game. But sometimes a loss is more painful, devastating. This one, yes. When Garrett Cole starts and Clay Holmes walks out onto the, the mound in the ninth inning, up by four runs on a day that should have been a feel-good story. Home runs from young players, your young shortstop, your young catcher. The Yankee offense looking okay. Glaber Torres steals three bases. The Yankees on this day look like a more dynamic baseball team. And then to lose... And now they're about to face the Atlanta Braves, who, yes, are losing at the moment. We'll see what happens in this game. Sixth inning to the Mets, but who pummeled the Mets. The Atlanta Braves, who have the best record in all of baseball. The Atlanta Braves, who've scored more runs just a few more than the Texas Rangers, but they've scored more runs than any other team in the league. The Braves who beat the Mets 7-zip in the first game of the series, 21-3 in the second game of the series, 6-0 in the third game of the series. As I said, we'll see what happens tonight. But they've been abusing the New York Mets and, frankly, every other team for most of this season. Best record in the league. And that's who the Yankees are about to play. About to face the Braves. And to head to Atlanta and have to play a Braves team that... You know, just everybody on this team is is capable. One, their number nine hitter, Michael Harris, is hitting over two ninety. And wherever you look, somebody's hitting twenty plus home runs, and MVP ca- uh, candidates are all over the place. And we talk about the Yankees and what they're not, and what we what we think they should be, and we say young and athletic. Look no further than the Braves. Part of being having younger players is that the Braves are doing something that's remarkable in that they're, they've got these young players who are playing every game. They don't take a day off. Double headers. They, they start both ends. They've got four players who started every game this season. Most teams don't have one. They have four, four players who've started every game this season. And the athleticism up and down the roster. And you look with the Yankees, who now, if, if you want to believe 
that the season that, hey, and say to yourself, well, they're only five games out of the wild card, maybe one winning streak and they could be back in it. When you have a game against the Miami Marlins, you better win that game, especially if you're about to play the Atlanta Braves. And yes, you have Clark Schmidt going tomorrow on Monday. But he's going up against Max Freed, who's come back and is now healthy and has a, you know, an ERA in the twos. After that, you've got poor Luis Severino. He has the ability and the stuff. We just haven't seen it this season. He looks lost beyond belief. He's admitted as much. And if you have a pitcher like Severino... I mean, I guess the flip side is this could do wonders for his confidence if he could do something against this Braves lineup. But he has looked like a a beaten man against much, much lesser talent than what he's about to face. So, Schmidt, Severino, and Vasquez are going to try their hand. No Cole. against this daunting Braves lineup. It does not look pretty. And so, I'll give you a few topics to call in on for the show here. Well, I'm, I'm declaring the season over for the New York Yankees. Time of death today. You tell me. Gut punch loss. You tell me. And by the way, while we're at it, complaining about Sunday's game and the ninth inning, what was Aaron Boone doing? You have runners on second and third. The score is tied. There's only one out. And Jake Berger, who has been absolutely torching you all season, a hot hitter who has two hits already in the game, comes up to bat. You have an empty base at first. Wouldn't you walk him intentionally to load the bases so that with one out, you have a forced play at home? If there's a ball on the ground, you'd have a force play at home. Or if there's a ball on the ground, you're going to try and, you know, now walk him and set up a potential double play. Wouldn't you do that? What am I missing? And look, then you pitch to Sanchez. And is it possible that he would have been able to do something, a sack fly or something, and drive in the winning run? Sure, it's definitely possible. Yankees could still have lost. But in this game, Sanchez was 0 for 4. So would you rather face Jesus Sanchez, who's 0 for 4 in the game, or would you rather face Jake Berger, who already was 2 for 4? Who would you rather face? And would you rather set up a force out at home in the double play? Like, isn't that just a duh? When asked about it after the game, Aaron Boone said he did not want to set up a situation with, uh, by then, Tommy Canely had come in to replace Clay Holmes. He didn't want to set up a situation where the walk was in play. Look, I, I get that that's suboptimal. You don't want the walk to be in play. 
But if you're giving me a choice, you know, we, we talk about and, and accuse the Yankees of being too, you know, fans are, are always complaining about the Yankees and analytics. I just can't believe that if you looked at the numbers of what Jake Berger was doing and what Jesus Sanchez was doing, and that situation with an empty base at first, that the numbers and analytics wouldn't say, walk the guy, set up a force play at home, set up the double play. Wouldn't the numbers probably say that? Maybe, maybe Aaron Boone needs like a little um, a buzzer or something in, you know, to tell him in game if he can't make that decision. Pathetic. So, Yankee fans, I'm going to have a guess for you. Um, I, I have some excellent guests tonight. I, I feel like I always do. But we're going to go to some of the source, the sources of, of some of these situations and try and make some sense tonight. And so, for Yankee fans, my guess will be Bob Clappish from the Ledger. Longtime baseball columnist in our area. has covered the Yankees for a long time and has forgotten more about baseball than a lot of us know. Uh, I want to talk to Clappish. He wrote a, an article in the last week also about Hal Steinbrenner and how comfortable he is with Brian Cashman and how Hal's already made the decision to keep Cashman after the season. And so I want to know, what will it take, or is it impossible, for Hal to change that decision. I think Hal finally does understand why Yankee fans were so frustrated a couple months ago. I think I, I think Hal shares that frustration now with a, a, a last-placed baseball team that looks like it's not going to the playoffs. But his last place... Not enough to make a change with Brian Cashman. Is there anything that would do it? I want to know about that. So that's one guess. Another guess for you. This Mets game, 7-3 to three in the sixth inning. I'm going to have on as my guest later on tonight, Mike Puma from the Near Post. Puma wrote a story this weekend about the Mets clubhouse. Some of these issues you've been hearing about. He wrote one of the main stories about it. And so if you want to know, is there a clubhouse chemistry problem this season with the New York Mets? We'll talk to Mike Puma, who's in that clubhouse day after day. Not just once, not just occasionally, but day after day. And we'll ask about Pete Alonzo and you know, is he somehow contributing to a negative uh, culture? I also want to understand how suddenly, I find it very disappointing with the Steve Cohen ownership um, group. There's a lot that I think they've done well and right. But one thing that's disappointing to me is when we start reading these articles and an unnamed source starts talking about Justin Verlander as a diva and problems between Verlander and Max Scherzer and all this sort of stuff. You know what? I don't mind if if Francisco Lindor wants to comment on the record about it when asked. Good for him. Happy for that. But the unnamed sources 
who are throwing shade at Justin Verlander and insulting him after he's off the roster, that feels like a page out of LOL Mets that I'd rather not revisit under the Steve Cohen Mets. So here's my question for you to kick off the show. And by the way, we'll also... I've also got a Giants and a Jets guest for you, too. Paul Schwartz from The Post on the Giants and their preseason. And Andy Vasquez from The Ledger, flying back from Carolina, talking about the Jets and their post uh, their preseason game. Uh, for those fans who <laughs> um, are done with baseball, feel like, duh, done, had enough, it's losing, turning the page, want to move on. For those of you who feel that way, we'll have some football talk, too. But for those of you who are ticked off about the current state of your baseball, want to figure out what's going on right now, and also, what does it mean for next season? We'll also talk about that. And, and so here is the question for you to call in on. You can also hit me up on Twitter, at L. Rubinson, on threads, Lori Rubinson. You can hit me up there. My question for you is this. With where they are, Mets and Yankees, which team, whose season right now, who's having a worse season with where they are right now, which, is, which team is more disappointing if you look at it in totality? And it's tough because it's both bad. It's like asking about, you know, would you rather smell the uh, the the spoiled milk, or would you rather smell the um, dog poo on the sidewalk? I mean, that's what I'm asking you. That's the question. Spoiled milk, dog poo on the sidewalk. Which team? They're both epically, horrendously disappointing for so many reasons. But which is worse? Which is in a worse situation right now? Who's had a more disappointing season? You have the Mets coming off a 101-win season last year, the most expensive team in baseball history, and ownership took a look at this team where the hitters have by and large underperformed versus last year, don't score as many runs, The starting pitching that was supposed to be the bedrock of this team was highly disappointing. They lost their closer before the season started. The bullpen, therefore, as a part of that, they they were always probably an arm short anyway. Then they lost the closer. With all of that, the Mets decide, and their Mets owner decides to give up on the season, essentially, and try and rebuild not really rebuild, reload on the fly, um, restock their farm system quicker, sell off veterans, sell off uh, that are going to be free agents, sell off the two 39-plus-year-old pitchers, and say we're going to be competitive again next season. That's where the Mets are. They're trying to get younger, more dynamic, and they they raised the uh, the white flag, threw in the towel, whatever you want on the season. And fans are fans are ticked off about that. That the owner said we're essentially sent a message: we're giving up. 
And the players clearly got that message with the way they're rolling over and mostly playing. So is that more disappointing when, meanwhile, across town, we have the Yankees, the storied franchise, the most titles, the pinstripes, all of that. But meanwhile, here they are in last place. And how are they going to do something radically different? They brought back essentially the same lineup as they had last year, except for maybe Volpe at shortstop. But in large part, it's last year. This is the lineup they finished with last year in a lot of ways. They brought that team back. And how are they going to be radically different next year when they have all these players on the books, all these contracts, they're, they're still stuck with Stanton, they're still stuck with DJ LeMayhew. Anthony Rizzo, you know, you hope he, he will feel better. But there aren't that many ways they can get better without jettisoning players. Carlos Rodon, are you confident is going to be healthy? This pitching staff, what do you do next year? And at least the Mets, I'll say on a positive side, we know the Mets are making changes. And we know the Mets, if it works out, they're in stated intention. They are going to bring in a new baseball decision maker. It won't be Billy Epler. The decision maker will be some new unnamed president of baseball operations. So we know there'll be changes there. And that may mean will Epler stay and and slot in underneath as an assistant of some sort and call him a GM, but that new president of baseball operations will essentially be the general manager type of person who's making all the decisions, and Billy Epler will go to being a lieutenant. That's what will happen with the Mets if he's kept. Buck Showalter as manager, the new president of baseball operations will evaluate him. Will he stay or will he go? There will be changes with the Mets. They have almost no starting rotation for next year. They're going to have to go out and buy a couple of free agents who will be under 35 years old. I'm just about willing to guarantee that to you. With the Yankees, seems like Brian Cashman's coming back. They didn't sell off at the deadline. Now, that doesn't mean there aren't opportunities to improve the team. There are. But will they make changes? 877-337-6666. Phone lines are open. Taking your calls. You can hit me up on Twitter, at L. Rubinson. Meanwhile, Sean Murphy just hit a home run for those Braves. You got to watch those, those pesky, pesky Braves. 421 feet. Um, and, uh, you know. We'll see what happens. There's a lot, a lot of games still to play um, in that Mets games, Mets Braves. All right, quick break. We'll be right back with your calls. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.